What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Dudes with Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett, and I'm here with my co-host. What's up, y'all? This is Jalen Prince. We here. This is it, it's time, man. It is. We are recording this on Thursday night. The Prince that was promised is healthy-ish. He is ready to play against that busted Saints team. Oh, you talking about Trevor Lawrence? Yes, of course I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence. You said Prince. Yeah. He's the blonde prince. He's sunshine with the with the East Island head, but that's my quarterback. Dog, here's the thing. I don't care about the other adjectives before that. You used my name. You you right. You right. My bad. My bad. No, you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, Jags got it going on tonight. I think we're going to be fine. Um, uh, It's going to be a low-scoring game. The idea – we'll just rip the bandit off of this one. Low-scoring game. I don't see us putting up more than 24 points. Um, I think I the defense. See, I could possibly see more, see more than that. Uh, it depends Do- on if Calvin Ridley's able to get going. Uh, Zay Jones. Let me guess. Zay Jones ain't playing tonight. Is Zay's it? out, but you got Kirk and everybody. Agnew's playing. My it, Parker Washington's gonna play. Is Ingram playing? Evans playing. Yeah, he's got to have. He's got to have that breakout game like he had against the Colts on uh, the Titans last year. Mm-hmm. Well, he's on a matter time for him. The reason why I don't think we're gonna put up so many points, I think we're gonna try to control the clock and make sure Trevor doesn't get hurt. Because he's still playing hurt. For, cor- allegedly, uh, Cortisone's undefeated. Uh, <laughs> Cortisone's undefeated. Allegedly. I don't know if he got a Cortisone shot or not, but that, I, I have seen that stuff where it wonders. But anyways, Jaguars win tonight against the Saints. That offensive line is broken. That defense is all ro- – oh, the Saints offensive line. It's busted. Okay. They, I think both their starting tackles are out. Like it, there, that offensive line is going to be in for a rough night. Derek Carr's, you know, not a, excuse me, Derek Carr's not a full health. We're going to be fine. ETN's going to eat tonight. Bigsby's going to eat tonight. I We're need Chris Olave to at least give me something. I hope he doesn't. I hope he gets shut down all night. Nah. <laughs> nah. You just I hope he gets blanked. You're being, you being petty at this point. That's why I'm blocking oh, no, this from this background. I know. Uh, also, shout out Young Heavy uh, for finally picking my Jaguars after two weeks in a row, taking an L for betting against us. Uh, oh, you're talking about the top five picks? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, for y'all, uh, go <laughs> check on Sports After Dark. They do like weekly Always. Five, like weekly top five picks. Uh, Always check right out Sports before, After Dark. Right, right before the, the, the week starts. Yeah. Always check out Sports After Dark. And if and, you have time, hop on because Niner Mike is also undefeated. That that dude is hilarious. <laughs> bro, that joke don't miss. That man no, I've don't never miss seen him miss. When he <laughs> does, like, when he does re- <laughs> like, okay, so think of Chris Berman, except black, and nobody really knows who he is, not globally. But when, uh, he, when he remixed Let Me Love You, I was dead. <laughs> no, he remixed like the I Eagles lose dead. just get rid of. If the Eagles lose a game, bro, they're gonna um they're going to like he's gonna remix that song. Oh yeah. Uh but anyway, speaking of which, um Eagles ain't undefeated no more. No, no one's the undefeated. Niners aren't undefeated no more. Niners lose to uh Cleveland off a missed field goal. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think I think Niner Mike said that Moody was booty or yeah, something he, like that. He, Moody's booty. Yeah, and uh for the Eagles, like they Jalen Hurts didn't have a good outing. And no. I want to talk. I want to talk about those two teams real quick because the Cowboys it. did beat the Chargers. We'll get into the Chargers side a little bit we later. Um, but let me ask you this: hmm. What was the what? Which loss was worse, Niners or Eagles? This one, Eagles, and here here's why. So the Eagles are the Super Bowl runner-ups, and they lost to both teams. Lost to a backup quarterback. All right. But that Browns defense, and this is the only credit I love to give the Browns, that Browns defense is nasty. Miles Garrett is a defensive player of your candidate. TJ Watt leads that whole whole For sure. No, it's TJ. But that that Browns defense is nasty. So I will give credit where credit is due. They didn't have to pass the ball very much because PJ Walker had a bad day, but it was also raining. They controlled the clock. Debo and McCaffrey were out, and I don't want to make that an excuse. Uh, cause it's always next man up. That's always been my mentality. Uh, it's just McCaffrey and Debo aren't easy to replace, but I mean like the, the Browns dominated them defensively and that's just it. But you do have two of your centerpieces missing. That doesn't mean you should lose, but that does cushion the blow a little bit. You still lost. You didn't get it done. And that's just how it is. Some of those calls were a little questionable. I think that late hit 
on Deshaun Gibson was crap. It was a clean hit. I understand in the moment that's a bang-bang play, but if you get a chance to review that, I would have called that targeting. That way you get a chance to They don't to call targeting in the NFL. They always call it unnecessary roughness. That's true. That's true. They need a, they need a chance to review unnecessary roughness penalties because that was yeah. a clean hit. It was a it was a hard hit, but it was a clean hit. So well, here's the thing. I, I think you mm-hmm. only review if it's like if it um, provokes a in uh, provokes a ejection. For sure. So I think that will be the only time that you had to review something of that magnitude. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna it, go it's, to, I, I think the Eagles lost just because they had other pieces. They're the backup. You know, they're the the Super Bowl runner ups. They were supposed to be the team, and they're they're missing they're missing Steichen. They're missing yeah. their offensive coordinator, and it shows. Badly. It it's badly show- shows. It, yeah, it's so it's showing. It's showing very, very easily. Uh, I'm not sure if Brian Johnson is way in over his head. I mean, I know he was I think on he the is. team last year as just a positions coach, but now to move over to OC, dog, the offense just looks stagnant. It looks boring. It looks predictable. I know they have the best offensive line in football. Um, but you take account that they lost Lane Johnson um, early within the game, and then they mm-hmm. put in the backup Jack Driscoll, who That's I've true. seen before. He is not that good at right tackle. Now, when they put him into the game, the offensive line is not the same. Well, it's uh, also so Lane Johnson is Lane Johnson. Like that's a hard guy to replace. We understand that, but you can at least be productive to the point where yeah, you you can't look bad. You can't look like Evan Neal has looked like uh, like the first two seasons of his career. <laughs> Um, and that's not a, and that's not even an insult. That is a fact of life. That's a fact. Um, but going, but like you take those things to an account. Brian Johnson hasn't done a really good job at play calling no. as well and designing every. Like I think their percentage is down with RPOs. That was a big piece of their offense last year, utilizing the RPO, RPO reads, alerts. We don't see none of that going on right now. Um, they've been just get, able to get away with just overpowering. Guys with that mm-hmm. offensive line and utilizing the brotherly shove, I, I will refuse to call it the other on um, the other phrase that's gone global. I'm not doing that. No, uh, it is the brotherly shove. That's what we're going to yeah. do. That's what that's what we're going to do. Um, but besides <laughs> doing all of that, uh, Jalen Hurts' rhythm is off, and a lot of that's on him. But the other half mm-hmm. of it is on the on just how the whole offense is run because their offense was ran on rhythm. On consistency, rhythmic types, uh, type schemes. There is no mm-hmm. rhythm to this offense right now, and a lot of people are going to be blaming Jalen Hurts for this. It's the same. It's the same case that I have for Mac Jones, where Mac Jones doesn't have any weapons or any type of like, um, like rhythm or consistency. Those are rhythm. T- those are majority of the time quarterback is based on rhythm. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as a shooter, and the same thing as a like, as a hitter or a pitcher in baseball. Once you get your rhythm. Everything's going. Now, I understand everything ain't going to be perfect. But at the same time, you cannot be the sole reason why your quarterback is not performing at uh, at the level that he was last year. Because think about this. You look at when he had Shane Stockton and when he lost him. All right? You can see the you can see the big difference in that. Oh, it's night You can see the big difference in Patrick Mahomes with Andy and Andy Reid from them having Eric Bieniemy and not having E.B. You EB see seems like he might have difference. been the answer. Well, not I'm not going to go that far because they're still winning games and they're still the Chiefs because they, they still got those guys. But you can see the rhythm and flow is completely different. So going That's back off. with the Eagles, because they don't have Steichen anymore, you can see the big difference in fluidity. They're not fluid right now. They're um, they're predictable right now. They've been able to get away with it, but like in that Jets game, because – and like their whole execution was off, and then you combine the turnovers with that, they weren't able to get away away with it with the Jets because the defense is it, defense is good. Now I understand Jets like what the Cowboys clean. did. Now I understand what the Cowboys did to him back in week two. That was that was just a bit. That was just a whole other thing. Um, yeah. Look, I don't want to take credit away. No, I'm a cowboy hater. Of course, I'm gonna take credit away. It was like ah. they just lost. They just lost Aaron Rodgers, man. I'm like, I, I get on with that. I'm a, I'm a professional hater. But anyway, the Eagles, I think they'll be fine. But like, my question is, how long? How long? Like, is Brian Johnson gonna keep calling me and like calling these plays 
But yet, like, it is on Brian Johnson or it's on Nick Sirianni. So they got to figure something out. It's they got to find a way to get that flow game. And they have got to utilize RPOs because that's what they, that's what they make their money. That's their bread and butter. Julio Jones ain't the answer. No, he's not. I'm Julio glad to see, I'm glad, I'm glad to see my goal. I'm glad to see my yeah. goal receiver. Uh, not happy for Julio. Playing again, but um, he, he's not the answer. Like, he's going to help out the receivers, but – Outside of Smitty, because he's has a, he had a few drops early in the season, but mm-hmm. I, again, I look at just the difference with the offensive coordinators, man. Coaching matters. If we it haven't does. learned anything in the last few years, coaching matters, dog. It, it's it's that, and you're right, especially the quarterback position. Defense can get into you know, this is about flows and rhythms and stuff like that. It's as much as it's about play calling and everything. You have to get into a flow and a rhythm, especially as a quarterback. Once you're able to find out what that flow of the game is going to be, you're going to be able to succeed, which is why at the collegiate level, when you see guys who have two quarterbacks and stuff like that, there's a reason there's a saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Unless because you're in college, tra- you could be able to work. You could be able to work with that. Not, not as even. Still not even. Well, I know, but even still, like it doesn't work as well. It works because we ran the triple option. Then we don't do two or two quarterbacks now. Yeah, I know that now because we're in like a passing air raid. You know exactly. It only works in triple option, but when you have you didn't it, specify it, the context. Oh, you know what I mean. It, <laughs> you, look, if you want to split hairs, we can split hairs. But when you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks because what happens is nobody stays in long enough to develop a rhythm. That's always the issue. Is you want to get both these guys playing time? Ar and Emory Jones dealt with it when they were at Florida. We suffered offensively because we would put Richards or Richardson in it happened with fields at Georgia. They also used fields remarkably wrong, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, It's you need to have and develop a rhythm as a quarterback. And if you aren't doing that, then it's hard for you to, you know, do well offensively. From what I understand, the Eagles current OC has never called plays before at the professional level. This is his first time doing it. Yeah. It shows. (laughs) <laughs> it shows it's like johnny um, Manziel. it's like oh i didn't watch film i'm like oh we know now yeah. now we just confirmed it mike i think mike mcdaniel's even pointed it out uh anyway how many how many, um, how many ipad hours do you think kyler murray had when he was injured we could probably count how many times he's been on uh, on college duty yeah <laughs> but anyway that's a different story for another day listen i want to touch on the niners real quick um mm-hmm. do you think that the loss to the niners um may have opened up some holes or a blueprint on how you can attack them and beat them or is that or like is that just like a bad game for the Niners I think it's just a bad game I mean if you look in the second quarter weather was atrocious like it was pouring down rain everything was bad and you it weather does play a factor but it's not the whole reason they lost they got outplayed that's just how it is um Moody better be in the lab working on that kicking thing, working on the kicking flow, kicking form, all of it, or else he's going to be the next Brett Maher and, you know, be gone because he's a third-round draft pick. That was one of the only weaknesses the Niners had on their team after Robbie Gould left was the kicking position, and he missed. They, they would have won that game if he had hit any either of the field goals that he had because he missed two. If he had hit either of those field goals, they would have won. He missed them both. And if, you know, we're, we're talking ifs and everything like that, hypotheticals, they lost. It is what it is. I'm not trying to take that away from the Browns as much as I would love to. Um, but it, it is what it is. The Browns won, plain and simple. I also love P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker's great. I'm happy for him. My Seahawks came up short against Cincinnati. We had an opportunity to win. We mm-hmm. definitely had an opportunity to win. But this was the first time where I could say our defense was not the reason we lost the game. Right. Our offense was the reason we lost the game. My concerns with my offense right now is we're going back and forth with what kind of Geno Smith we're going to have. We're going to have the one that's efficient, that's been able to ball out within the system that Shane Waldron has brought into Seattle, or we're going to get the guy that's either turnover prone and make and, and forcing stuff and making bad decisions. The first right. interception that he tried to throw to JSN. We understand he's a young, talented receiver, and there's a lot of hype going into him. The problem is there's no rhythm and there's no flow going into it. It was going to take mm-hmm. time. It's only a matter of time before he's able to figure it out within the offense and right. they find a way to get him and get him some space and get opportunities. The interception, it was triple coverage. That throw shouldn't happen. No, there was a situation a where you could have thrown a, uh, thrown a screen pass and you would have had Parkinson 
maybe up for a block to gain some extra yards. And we mm-hmm. needed that score at that time. Um, so when you take all the, when you take all of those things to an account, we missed so many opportunities in the red zone. We should have won that game because guess what? Our secondary they held their own. They were right. able to like they were they were able to hold Jamar Chase down at least to forty six yards. Now Chase was trolling our young receipt our young corners, but at the end of the day they did their job. They did exactly what they turned out to do in that game. We held our own. Uh, shout out to Trey Brown. He was able to make plays. He got the interception. He got the big. Uh, pass deflection off of T Higgins, mind you. Yep. Uh, Brown is at least by five eleven to like T Higgins six foot four. Um, and also, I was so happy to see that we were able to get pressure on Joe Burrow because the first half that was a bad that was a bad scheme because we wanted to contain Joe Burrow in the pocket. You can't do that. No. You like that his offensive line is not great. Attack that. Let like let your edge rushers, let your offense, uh, let your D lineman go get him. Just go get them. Use like whatever pass rush move they're good at. Go get them. And we did that in the second half. We adjusted, but we just blew way too many opportunities there. And um, DK, he just got to find a way. He got to find a way to do better. At least cut the penalties out. I don't want him to lose he, his fire. No, he he needs to know when. Yeah, he got to know when. And the penalties got, they got to cut it out. And it, it's I. Now you now you Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, look, my my Jags are doing fine. I'm not worried about it. We're finally we're rolling. We're three and zero in the last three weeks. We hit our stride. The biggest issue we had was trying to force feed Calvin Ridley the ball, and that's part of the issue. It's you can't first of all press Taylor. Why in why on God's green earth are you calling a bootleg when we're up by seventeen, and then Trevor gets hurt? Like that's it. The reason Trevor's hurt is not fully on press but come on man you even saw doug i'm sure talked to him in the locker room like after the game be like don't you ever do that again <laughs> like what was going through your mind but we're we're looking fine i'm not worried about it we're hitting our stride this is going to be a low scoring game tonight because i think we're going to do our best to protect trevor i don't see us putting up more than 20 24 points and we can win like that because that saints offense is anemic and the jacks defense is currently first in the league in takeaways and we're one of the top 10 teams in rushing yard or uh, rushing defense. And people are like, oh, well, you know, you guys are one of the bottom teams in passing defense. Yeah, because the bulk of those came in garbage time when we're trying to bend and not break and hold the lead. That's the thing. Like Gardner threw for 300 yards. Correct. However, we held them to six points until the fourth quarter. That's what I'm saying. We were already way up. It was over. Ben, but don't break. That's fine. Also, shout out my boy D. Will um, for his third interception in as many games. Not at like, yeah, you know what I mean. Shout out, Darius Williams is cooking right now. Love it. Um, you know, I'm excited for my Tarek Brown tonight. He's going to be just fine. Uh, we're, we're, we'll be good. I, I think we're good. So, uh, you want to talk? Um, we understand that a lot of media has been questioned by Michael Parsons on keeping the same energy. So in honor of keeping that same energy, mm-hmm. I'm going to get this out of the way. He said, if it. you hate Cowboy Nation, just go ahead and say that, but don't throw shade. Uh, I'm going to throw shade. I'm going to throw eyeliner. I'm going to throw curlers. I'm going to throw whatever I want. Throw I, everything. You know, already, Eyeshadow, setting everything. power, sunscreen, all of it. said Brushes, that everything. I hate the Cowboys. And I'm, I'm going to talk about it. So like, I'm going to do both. That's... As much as you're going to talk your stuff, I'm going to talk mine. Nobody knows who I am, so I'm going to do it now before people know who I am. <laughs> that's one. That's one. Uh, second thing is, um, he talked about that. He also played a game. He finally made an impact, got a sack against the Chargers that helped solidify their win on mm-hmm. Monday night against the Chargers. In order of keeping the same energy, We've been saying a lot of the similar stuff that Fox analyst Emmanuel Acho has been saying about Justin Herbert. So, Garrett, go ahead. Philip Rivers 2.0. He is Philip Rivers 2.0. I have been saying this for months, which Philip Rivers 2.0 is not a bad ceiling. It's a solid ceiling, but he's not him. He's not. What were the other quarterbacks taking in that class? Look, here's my thing. 
when you look at Burrow, when you look at Herbert and you look at Tua, one of those guys stands out because they haven't done anything. They haven't succeeded to the level the other ones have, and it's not Tua. Tua right now is cooking, and he's doing fine. That's my thing. If you take injuries out of the equation, and Emmanuel Acho said it best. Yeah, it but is we can't. And we a can't. lot of people that hate Tua, they don't. they like, here's my thing we, about we that. We can't one. take injuries out of the equation. You're right. Yeah, I we think, can't. And also, I mean, there are a lot of people that don't like Tua. And yeah. there's a lot of people that love Justin Herbert because he's the prototypical six foot four, big arm, good hair, athletic, and he play and he plays for the char- and he plays for the Chargers. Imagine, I can't. You know, when you got the small, left-handed, uh, Uso, uh, Uso, Samoan type quarterback, mm-hmm. that's left-handed. He's a Christian. He's a Christian boy, and he's short. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. Herbert is not a bad quarterback, but he's not him. And like Emmanuel Acho said, it is time not to stop one. making excuses. Exactly. It is time to stop making excuses for Herbert. You can't say Austin Eckler's not that good. You can't say Keenan Allen's not that good. You can't say Gerald Everett's not that good. You can't say Mike Williams not that good. Y'all been praising uh, Kelvin Benjamin 2.0 and what's he done this year? I have been saying what Emmanuel Acho has been saying for months. It is time to stop giving excuses for Justin Herbert. You know, everybody he has on his roster, he has tons of weapons. The defense has let him down in the past, sure. But like Acho said, the last three games that they have lost, they have had a chance to come back, and they have gotten rid of it. Kellen Moore was supposed to be the savior of this franchise. It was supposed to be the offensive coordinator. It was a problem. That ain't fixed. It was supposed to be all the injuries. That ain't fixed. You know, Austin Eckler was out. Now he's back. Great. You're still losing games. You have paid a guy hundreds of millions of dollars to be the dude, and he will be a dude for the next couple of years, but he's not him. I have been saying it for months, and I'm tired of being told I'm wrong. He's not him. That's just where I'm at with it. He's correct. I want to get on – I want to go on – take this on to another part of the Mm -hmm. conversation. It was – did Tua did the Miami get it right taking Tua over Justin Herbert? Absolutely. We don't really. Here's the thing. I want. I'm gonna say yes. However, I gotta play. I gotta play the trolling devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. We don't really know because we don't know how Justin Herbert would play if he had a, a, a offensive genius like a Mike McDaniel's. The jury's still out on that. We understand Brandon Staley is not a head coach. No, he is not good. He's supposed to be the defensive-minded guy. His defense is top, is bottom rank. Yep. In a Scrubs. lot of categories. And you have Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, that's the front. You got Michael Jenkins and Kenneth Murray, that's the linebacking group. You had uh Kyle Van Noy at one point. It was mm-hmm. it, it was not good for him. Secondary, you had Asante Samuel Jr., JC Jackson, and Derwin freaking James, man. And you're and you are atrocious. On defense, so what's happening? I don't know, but that's on defense. Yeah, offense, case, so and case in point then, two. I, you know how I real quick. You know how I said Quentin Johnson was uh, going to be Kelvin Benjamin two point Currently, yeah. he has six receptions on thirteen targets for forty four yards, no touchdowns. I, I don't he, know what's going on with that. Heck, I, you don't even see Justin Herbert targeting him like that. This much. is what I've been saying. <laughs> I've been saying this for months. But anyway, he can't separate. I, yeah, you okay? Well, it's still rookie season, so the jury's still out on that one. But anyway, it is, like, but he can't separate. All right. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean but, to cut you off. My bad, man. All right. So with Justin, I need to see him have a really good offensive-minded head coach. I want to see that happen. Let's mm-hmm. let's look at it like this. Two things were like. Let's say if Sean Payton would have waited a little bit longer to take, uh, instead of taking the Denver Broncos job, he would have got the <laughs> LA Chargers job. You know, to quote it, something that um, it, it don't look like it was a coach at this point. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> like, but that's 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 already that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. I want to go on this level. Do you know who Ben Johnson is? Yes, the offense coordinator, uh, coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Yep. To me, I feel like he's a top rank potential head coach going into next season. I think he's at the top prospect on in a lot of people's lists. Because his play designing, enemy. his play calling, 
Uh, no. They're Miami's gonna put top five. They're going to put – dude, you know why the NFL is going to put Ben Johnson over, um, ben Johnson I, over, over at EB. We know. I I know. Ben Johnson, I think I – think, say the Chargers, they get rid of Staley, and then they go get Ben Johnson. Mm-hmm. I want to see that matchup, sure. how Justin Herbert would play with the offensive-minded – a really good offensive-minded head coach. Mm-hmm. You see how Trevor Lawrence played when he had a grip and when he has an experienced offensive-minded head coach. You see what Till is doing with an offensive-minded head coach. The trend is, and a lot of analysts and a lot, a lot of analysts, a lot of like guy, like media members have pointed this out, and I've said this to begin with. Mm-hmm. Defensive and defensive-minded head coaches are going extinct when it comes yep. to having a really good quarterback. And when you look at Justin Herbert and his like in the defense and the relationship with Brandon Staley, it ain't working. I want to see him have an offensive minded head coach. See what could possibly happen with that said head coach with the weapons. See what creativity they can possibly have, and see the actual potential with um with Herbert. If we can Mm -hmm. see that, then we get a true uh, jury out of him. Right now, Herbert ain't been playing great. Uh, he has not like he he has great talent. You're not going to question the talent, but then again, Jay Cutler had great talent as well. There's been a lot of quarterbacks that had great talent, but mm-hmm. they either don't finish, they don't win, or they just don't show up. Right. And Herbert shows up, but he don't finish, and a lot no. of times it doesn't lead to winning. And that's the uh, and that's the conclusion that we have on Herbert right now. Everybody falls in love with the potential and the talent that they see. But you like ignore the results and the uh, and the outcome, and you find excuses for them. We ain't gonna do that. But I will say this: I want to see him with an offensive head coach, an, a good, mm-hmm. a really good offensive head coach, and we'll go from there. Let's see we'll that, and then we'll finally have, we'll finally uh, let's see what Justin Herbert is truly made of. Well, speaking of offensive-minded head coaches uh, and potential, we got to talk about Caleb Williams. What is dude on? Like okay, well, for those who well, don't he went know, from, well, he went from being in Oklahoma to going to the West Coast in LA and California to USC. So he might be on a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, he upgraded, but like, and he, here's my what, thing: Caleb Caleb Williams had an awful game against Notre Dame. I'm not saying he's done. I'm saying that he needs to bounce back. If he doesn't bounce back, and Notre Dame, and you mentioned this earlier about Cleveland, if Notre Dame just gave everybody the playbook on how to stop Caleb Williams. I'm interested to see how this pans out. I'm tired of everybody. And here's my thing. For those who don't know, Caleb Williams, apparent, allegedly, we don't know if this is true or not, apparently people representing have said that he wants an ownership stake in whatever team drafts him. You are this not li- reported by ESPN, Bleacher Report, and all those sources. You are not Lionel Messi. You are not David Bleacher. Beckham. You are not David Beckham. You are not Messi. You are not the biggest superstar of your sport over the Basically, last Basically, you're playing generation. You're playing. And he's playing football. He ain't playing soccer. Yeah, he ain't even, like nobody in the history of the NFL has done that. Tom Brady um, and Mahomes don't have ownership or partial ownership in their team. Hey, they don't even have partial ownership of any team in football. They got ownership in no. other sports. Yeah, what shout out to you? the Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, what are you t- exactly? Shout out to the Aces. Congrats on the win. I called. But, oh, that was great. Shout out to the Aces. We love to see it. Um, congrats on the dub. What I will say. What are it? Look, I'm not saying Caleb Williams is a bad quarterback. Dude can play ball, but I'm tired. Nah, he's going to be the first overall pick. I okay, and here here's my thing, and I'm going to get into this in a second. Carolina is clearly going to have the number one overall pick. No, they won't. Which, which means the Bears have the number one overall. pick. Thank you. Fix it right. I, that's I was getting there. Let me explain why. If I'm the Bears, here's what I do: I give Fields one more year. You give Fields one more year, you trade that pick to go back and get a Julio Jones-esque level trade from some bonehead franchise who wants Caleb Williams, and then you use that next year to make sure you get Drew Aller from Penn State. You can't. Why not? Um, Caleb Williams is a be- is a better prospect than what, Je- than what Justin Herbert. Uh, J- well, I'm saying Herbert. Justin Drew Fields Aller. was. Uh, going into the draft, I don't you think cannot that blow. You cannot blow this opportunity. I do think Caleb. I believe Caleb Williams is good. I don't believe he's that good to the point he should get ownership. 
and he should be hyped up that much. I think I, he could be a friend. I think he could be a franchise savior. I really I do. I really do see that in him. I'm not gonna go that far. But here's the thing: the way it looks like right now, Chicago gonna have one and two in the draft. Mm-hmm. I think they go. I think they go Caleb Williams or Mar- uh, and Marvin Harris. Uh, those Trade those back. are my first two. But here's uh, here's the thing with me. You still got to finish that offense line, but Matt Eberflus got to go before like you get Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. You got to get. You have to bring an offensive minded guy into Chicago before you get Caleb Williams. You have to. I'm sorry, you got to. I'm going I- back to this. Caleb Wood, unlike offensive minded head coaches are increasing, the volume increase. Defensive minded head coaches are declining. And that is not an insult. That is just a fact of what we've seen in life. I think the Bears could take EB just because I, I think he would I think the enemy would crush it in Chicago. I think so I think, too, but like that's why you that's why you gotta get a Caleb Woods. Let, let me explain. Oh, oh. This will be a good chance for EB to finally get his Patrick Mahomes. I think Fields. I'm not, not calling Mahomes. Caleb. I'm. I'm not calling Caleb Williams Patrick Mahomes. No, but he's talent. He's talented. He's electric. He's mobile. He can throw it any which way. I'll acknowledge that. Give EB a guy like that, and if he goes to Chicago, his offensive line's not going to be great. He's still got to fix that. But you'll have DJ Moore. Darnell Mooney's not bad. They just He's got rid of Chase Clay. They just got rid of Chase Claypool. They could get Marvin Harrison Jr. They got he tight already, ends. He, that's true. But he already correct me if I'm wrong. He already gave a list of teams he wants to play for. I don't think Chicago was on that list. It's better than Arizona. It's better than Arizona, but Chicago wasn't on that list. It don't matter, bro. The like Giants. He, like he, no, he's in college saying this stuff right now. By the time he goes through that process and he meets the NFL jokers. He gonna change that thing. He gonna change that thing in a heartbeat. I don't think he will. I really don't. I we think people. See, have, we gonna, I, we're gonna see. I think people have hyped him up to the degree where he feels that he truly is a next level talent. He's untouchable. Like, yeah, I I agree with you on that one. And a lot Which of that is goes insane. Into, he hasn't dog, done a lot of that's going. A lot of that's going. Dog, here's the thing. I feel like that's that light skin crap. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to that. I no, feel like that's no that comment. That's that light skin no. stuff. I can't um, comment. No comment. There. Look, a lot of that. Go, a lot of that. I kind of blame on both the supporting cast that he has, and Nick Wright, and pe- and the Nick Wrights of the world. Nick Wright. I, Nick Wright does, says one thing, which I love what he said about my Jags. Then he does some dumb crap and says that Nick or Caleb Williams is a third tier talent quarterback when he hasn't played a down. And, you haven't played a down in professional this football. This might what are you talking do about? him bad. But again, I really think it's that, it's that light skin fever. I, he, here's my thing. But anyway, we got to move on, though. I, I'll make it real quick. And, and I apologize for the language, Mrs. Prince. Uh, how are you going to say that you're, you deserve ownership of the team when you ain't done shit? You haven't won an Addy. You got beat by Utah he ain't, in your oh, bowl game. That was the other thing. USC ain't going to the playoff. That deep, yeah. like you, you want to talk about stopping Caleb Williams, bro? You can score on them. Mm-hmm. Anybody can score on them. You, you that are not going. You're not going to the playoffs. You haven't beat Utah. You got beat by Notre Dame because your offense was bad that game. Your offense couldn't stop anybody. You got you, you got beat by Notre Dame. Notre Dame might have just given everyone the playbook. I'm interested to see how he bounces back from this. Right now, Drake May is my number one quarterback in this class. I ain't going that far. I'll no, go that I far. I will not Drake go May far. is my number one quarterback. Over oh, Michael class Penix. Right oh, I forgot about my boy. Michael Penix is number one quarterback in this class. Penix That's is about a dog. Penix is a dog. More than I trust May. Here, here's how it goes for me: Michael Penix Jr., Drake May, Caleb Williams. You, no. That's my top I'm three. Not, I'm not trusting no. I'm not trusting. I'm trusting nobody from North Carolina. Unless they play basketball, I'm not trusting you. <laughs> Josh Downs is a dog. I, I could, uh, it's DM. A back. Josh Downs is a, a wide back. receiver. Oh, my bad. Okay, my bad. My, <laughs> my bad. Ooh, I was way off. Um, actually, not really. But anyway, look. You were close. I'm not trusting no quarterback coming out of North Carolina. We know what happened last time Reason, we got one. Here's why Chicago I trust Chicago better not make that mistake. Here's why I, they won't take a quarterback. I'm calling it. They won't take a quarterback in this draft. They're going to get fields one more year. We're going to revisit this. 
I know. Bookmark it. Bookmark this whole thing. Tell me how wrong I am if I'm wrong. That's totally fine. I've been wrong before. I promise you. I'm I ain't gotta wait. I ain't gotta wait till April. I can say no, dogs are wrong. And we'll see. I don't see the Bears taking a quarterback with a number one overall pick. I see them trading out and getting any ransom and picks. And you and here's why you use Fields as the bridge guy for one more year, and you can take Drew Aller. Drew Aller's not a scrub. You but if can't. you let me explain. If you fix the offensive line and you get Marvin Harrison Jr., you have Marvin Harrison Jr., you have an offensive line fix, you bolster your depth at defense, and you bolster your depth on offense, and you wait until next year, and you use that King's ransom of picks to trade up and get your guy. If Fields ain't it, you use a King's ransom worth of picks and you take Drew Aller. Caleb Williams will, Caleb Williams will go to the Giants, and he's going to get destroyed. Because the Giants' offensive line can't stop a glacier. <laughs> they, they can't stop a glacier, a parked car. They can't stop the bolt. They can't stop the boulder from SpongeBob before it drives away. They can't stop anything. I'm gonna say this again. Hmm. Chicago already passed up trying to get a quarterback. Actually, they passed up trying to get a trying to get an, uh, a pretty good quarterback to elite. The last two times they were in this position. Stay, see how Fields pans out for the rest of the year. That mistake. They can't see do, how Fields not, pans they out. They know. They know if you if you miss out on Caleb Williams right now for Justin Fields, that's fireball offense. Them GMs are not doing it. Them my boy not just doing it. my my guy just dropped. He, he's hurt right now, but the two games before he put up eight touchdowns and almost seven hundred yards through the air. But dog, they're gonna base and it off one of, turnover. They're gonna, they're gonna base that decision off of off of his. They're going to base that thing off of his story. You base it off of history, but you also look at the direction they're going. You don't give up on a guy. They ain't got no direction, man. Give it time. The seat. We're week seven. Yo, Chicago, think about this. The Packers, they're in the rebuilding phase. Aaron Rodgers is going. We got 10 more weeks. Would you listen? Would you listen? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'm trying to. Chicago is looking at the whole entire picture. Right now, it's two teams that are competing in the NFC. It's Philly. And it's San Fran. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not counting the Cowboys. No, Detroit no. just got adding that third. They just got adding it into that mix because mm-hmm. it took them two freaking years mm-hmm. to get like to finally get Detroit's on a direction. Fair. Green Bay jury's still out. The Vikings. We know the fall is about to come on that one. The opportunity to be able to compete in their division is now. If you are the Chicago Bears. You got to make a move that requires you having a quarterback at an elite type level. I'm not gonna overhype Justin. I'm not gonna overhype Caleb Williams, but I might. I might be doing it now. I'm taking him over Fields. I have to. I, I'm I not have yet. to because you got two first round. You got two. You got the top two picks in this year's draft. Williams and Harrison are there now. If this if this pace, William and Harrison are there now. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel with uh, in the end of the tunnel with the opportunities that you got behold you. You cannot waste it because Chicago's done that way too many times. And here's my question. History. Here's my question. So one of the biggest issues with the Chicago Bears right now is what quarterback on offensive line and wide receiver. And defense, yes. So if you want to look at the big picture, ride with Fields for another. Caleb Williams may not even declare. He may not like the top teams. He's going to declare, dude. He's being immature right now. I know. He's a kid. And he's childish. And I feel like a lot of teams aren't going to like that. Here's what I'm saying. You want to look at the He's still going to take it. Remember how we said, like, get IRS to leave you alone? I know. I know. I know. I know. What you do. You take if you want to look at the big picture, if you have other holes, correct. You could have, you know, you could take Caleb Williams and then give up on Justin Fields. But we have 10 more weeks of football to play. Let's see how he starts showing up. If he continues to show up like he did for the last two weeks before the injury, you won't give him some credit and say he might be the guy going forward, and then you could build around him finally. No, here's what I'll do. I'm Three touchdowns, one. In- I'm going to give him credit, and then I'm going to use him as trade bait. You're wrong. You're so I'm wrong. I'm going to boost his value. <laughs> You're so wrong. I couldn't disagree with you more. 
All right, bet. I, I could disagree with you more. We'll see where this goes later. You know I love you, man. <laughs> you know I love you, man. But I disagree with you on this. I think if what the Bears do, trade that pick for a Julio Jones, King's Ransom of picks, and then build for the future, rock with Fields for another year if he doesn't take that next step forward, and then take a guy next year. I think you could do it. You could also trade back up into the first and take Michael Penix. You could take Bears Michael Penix. Bears, fan, Bears fans have been patient for too long. They want to win. That organization is trying to win. But Caleb Williams ain't going to be it. Dog, I'm telling you. I'm, dog, the list patient to have a quarterback that they can truly, truly believe in. They don't believe the, in fields right now. I could believe in a lot of things. That don't make him true. The list of blue chip quarterbacks who have been drafted in the top 10 who haven't panned out is a whole lot longer than the list of the ones who has. The odds are not in favor of Caleb Williams. I don't think he's going to pan out to be a great dude, especially if they go to a franchise that is so far away from building. They're going to have. Bro, if they, if they, if and when they fire Eberflus and they get an offensive head mm-hmm. coach, he's going to want to get his guy. I don't think Caleb Williams is the guy, though. I think it's Penix. I said, I think he Penix wa- is the guy. I said uh, like, he's going to want to get his guy. This is, but you don't. Fields will not be their guy. He look. Here's what I'm saying. Rock with Fields for another year. You don't have to take Caleb Williams. You could trade that back, fix more holes, and take the better quarterback later in the draft. We got to move on. All right. Yeah. No, we got we got like ten minutes left before we get to run. So that's my thought. That I think Caleb Williams is out of his mind if he wants ownership of a franchise. And if that's going to be a built, if that's going to be an end all be all for where he gets picked, I don't know how many people are going to pick him up. But let's get let's move on from football. Let's talk about a couple things. Again, shout out to Vegas. Uh, congrats on the championship. Love to see it. Jalen, let's talk basketball for a little before we close out the show. We don't have a ton of time left, so let's definitely talk preseason and where we see these teams going. Uh, preseason been like kind of electric. Uh, last night, uh, if you're watching this on time, on October 19, 20, uh, 2023, mm-hmm. um, it was a really competitive matchup between the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors last night. Uh, I was watching partial, partial, you know, parts of the game. Steph Curry hit a game winning three after only being down by seven with less than uh, two minutes on the clock. So Steph was just showing that, you know, he's still Steph. He's the GOAT shooter. Like, that's no no brainer. But the level of competition that both Sacramento and Golden State were playing at, it was very mm-hmm. entertaining, especially the fact that it was a preseason game. Um, all the starters played and they finished. And you like to see it. A lot of people wanted, to, a lot of people were talking about it, just to, you know, like the type of energy that like they were bringing. But those are going to be one of the top two teams going into the Western Conference. Sacramento got a lot of upside, especially the way they finished last year, uh, pushing Golden State to game, uh, like mm-hmm. to game seven to a point where a lot of people felt like they should have won and they could have won that series. But if it wasn't for Steph busting 50, um, against them in the game seven, you know, we got, we got the outcome that we expect, we kind of expected, but Sacramento's, they're still one of the teams that are picked um picked to like make it into the playoffs this year golden state is still golden state sacramento is like they're not the same sacramento team De'Aaron fox he's going to be one of the um i think he's going to be a league mvp candidate going this season barring and barring injury mm-hmm. uh, so very competitive games but the entire preseason so far we've gotten we got to learn a lot of stuff we saw Damian Lillard, he debuted with the milwaukee bucks uh had a good outing you can see potential with him and Giannis. Uh, going into this season, the Nuggets are still the Nuggets. Yoke is still Yoke. That's not going to change. I think the Lakers. My man's scouting for... horses during practice. Yeah. Yoke <laughs> sure. is Yoke. Yoke oh, is I know. Yoke. I, before uh, we get the... too far into the NBA, I do want to say one thing. Congrats on Arizona for just walking off the Phillies and yeah, cutting the lead to two one. That's what I was looking back and forth. That that was that. That's great. I I, I hate the Phillies. I, yeah, I, Arizona, give, give me an Arizona Rangers World Series. Give me something weird, man. I don't Let's know. Do I don't, I don't, give, I don't like give me Arizona. something grimy and weird. Dog, we like, had the Heat is... versus the Nuggets. Give me something weird. Let's do true, it. True, but like Arizona is weird, dog. Like that whole stadium is. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway back to the NBA. No listeners in Arizona. <laughs> like, that, that stadium is weird. That's that weird, man. But anyway, um, I think the Lakers, they're going to compete very hard. I like their team compared to years past because like years past we keep hearing a bunch of stories that like he's trying to get every star in the guy in, in the goddamn league and um mm-hmm. like when are y'all going to be able to get like get a mixture you need a balance of both stars and good really good role players and i think they got that right now they got some length they got some depth um i think they've kind of improved a lot on their team shooting which they have to do 
Um, the question is going to be on Anthony Davis. Can he stay healthy and can he stay consistent? Because that's always been the question, especially when it comes right. to playoff time. There's games where he's going to like he's going to hit 40, 11, and five blocks, and then there's games he's going to have 18, seven, and uh, 18, five, and no blocks. So like, it's a matter of consistency. LeBron James going into year, I think this is twenty one. Yeah, mm-hmm. year twenty one, and I think he's still going to be playing at a top ten level, top ten level in this league, uh, just based on his work ethic and who he is. He, I mean, he's King James. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no, there's no if ands or buts about that. So I think the Lakers are going to compete. Is going to compete very hard in the West. Uh, Clippers jury is going to be out on them, and the eyeball is going to be out on them. Uh, the thing I'm most excited for because there, uh, like, there's been a, not, a lot of new rules in the NBA going into this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even just besides the in season tournament that's going to happen this year. Um, I'm excited about that because I just want to see more like tough competition going at one another. Um, but the new rules, I think, uh, they, they enhanced the whole no flopping rule. Uh, they Thank enhanced God. the whole, or like, they, God. they changed up the rules where load management is kind of going to decrease. And I'm really hoping for that. Um, and I'm, and I'm happy about that. So maybe the Clippers can finally have a, have a full group if they're not hurt. Um, uh, the other teams I'm going to be looking at, of course, my Atlanta Hawks, mm-hmm. um, we look pretty, we look, we look like we got, we can make some noise in the East this season. I mean, I know it's going to be tough with Milwaukee, Boston, uh, and Miami um, going and like going into this year. But I'm very confident in my Hawks. This is going to be the first full season with uh, Quinn Snyder as our head coach. I like way I like the way our offense is looking. Trey Young, he's going into like he's going into a big year for him because I think we're going to hear more trade talks and free agent talks that Trey Young is going to be leaving Atlanta pretty soon if we're not able to come close to winning or getting back to a conference finals. And hopefully uh, the organization does a good job at trying to prevent those rumors becoming becoming real. So that's, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's on another end. And lastly, um, uh, let's give out, let's give out some award predictions. Uh, If I had to choose like my my favorite for MVP this season, um, I don't know. It's kind of tough. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go Gian. I'm gonna go Giannis. I think I, I think I think Giannis is gonna have a good team. Dame's gonna help him out, and I think we're just gonna see Giannis dominate again. I wanted to say Jokic, but give me um, Yoke. I'll take Yoke. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Giannis this season. I'm gonna take Yoke. No question. Yeah. Right. No no ifs ands or buts about it. Let, let's keep it to the big core ones because we're running low on time real quick. All right. So uh, Yoke defense- MVP for sure. Okay. Defensive player of the defensive player of the year. Um. Marcus. I'm going to go, huh? Give me Marcus Smart. Even with Memphis? Even with Memphis. Give me Marcus Smart. He's going to be He's gonna be grimy. He's always, I love it. I love Marcus Smart's game. I think he's going to do fine. He's going to get a ton um, of playing time, too, because Ja's not playing for the first, I don't even know how many games. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say Anthony Davis. Okay. All right. Rookie of the year. Women Yama. Wemby, yeah. I, 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 I'm be honest. If he stays I healthy, Wemby. If he stays healthy, I can see San Antonio making a play in. For sure, for sure. If, if he, he stays, stays healthy, healthy, it's Wemby. So, and coach of the year, who you got? Uh, this year, the easy part would be like Greg Pop and Greg Popovic. If if San Antonio is able to make it to a play in, mm-hmm. um, so that's a dark horse. Um, if I had to pick it this year. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Darvin Ham. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Darvin Ham. I can see that. I can see Ham. I could also see if the Celtics close out and do what we're supposed to do. Because well, yeah, if if the Celtics play to the level they can play at, I think Missoula could win it. Also, who? Oh, who's up in Milwaukee now? It's not Thibodeau still, is it? No. Wait, yeah, nah, it ain't Thibodeau and it ain't Budenholzer. I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Who is it? Whoever the coach of uh, don't tweet us. I don't care. We'll find it later. Whoever the coach of Milwaukee is, I think could easily win uh, coach of the year, especially with the team that is established. Because you got Dame, you got Giannis, you got Lopez. Everybody likes to forget about Lopez. He's quietly a, a solid five for him. Then you got yeah. I I really think that they can Adrian, do it. Uh, Adrian Griffin. That's right. I think Adrian Griffin could win it. I mean, he just landed in a great situation with Milwaukee. Shoot, man. I'm going to be rooting for him. Dude's a black man. I, I just, I, I'm rooting. I love Dame. 
Dame's my favorite player in this league. I love Dame. I have always loved Dame. I'm not even a Trailblazers fan. I, I I love Dame. So that's where I'm at. Dame is a dog. I'm really hoping he gets his. It's If there has to be a team out of the East that isn't my Celtics that wins it all, I want it to be Milwaukee. Just that way Dame gets a ring. So it, it'd be nice to see. So, but you got anything else you want to get to, man, before we close out? I'm good. Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, checking everything out, the show, everything. If you guys haven't noticed, we have a new TikTok page. It's in the socials. Click on the link tree link. You'll find it. And everywhere else you can listen to our podcast. What Jalen's in charge of that one. Um, if you want to find the link in the socials, the main social we use is Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't care. So. It's in Twitter. There's a link tree in our link or our, our website link on Twitter. Check it out. It's got every single place you can listen to us at. It's got everything else you can do. It's got TikTok. It's got our YouTube, which we need to get back to doing admittedly. And it's got everywhere you can rate us five stars or comment how much you love the show. Tell your friends to do the exact same thing. Feed the algorithm gods. If you didn't like the show, treat it like a bad date. It's not you. It's me. It's, it's Jalen. It's us. We got through the dinner. It was a blind date. Our friend set us up. We didn't like it. Didn't work out. We're going to be adults about this. We're going to go our separate ways. And just, you know, never really talk to each other again. That's fine. We appreciate your time. We're going to move on. We'll take the bill. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> if you like our show and you like what else we do, like I said, best place to find us on Twitter is at TDSNPod. If you're looking for other things as well, go check out um, Is This a Bad Take? Uh, go check out Fan in the Van. Jim puts on a great show. It's a little more explicit than ours. So if you like that, go check him out. He's hilarious and has some good opinions. Uh, and also some bad ones like we all do. Um Go check out Brent and Dave of 1420 Sports. Go check out the guys of the BS in Sports podcast. Uh, go check out Aaron over Bruliana Sports. He just put one out recently. Uh, big Philly fan over there. I'm sure he's loving the fact that Arizona just won. I'm probably going to mess with him in a little bit. Um, if you're on TikTok and checking us out, go check out Darian over Chill Takes. Dude puts out some great content as well. Also a fellow Jaguars fan. Go check out Dave and John over Love of the Playing Field, the guys of the We Like Sports podcast. Go check out E-Man over the Average Joe Sports podcast. Uh, always, always, always go check out Sports After Dark. Always a fun time. We said it at the top of the show. We'll say it at the end of the show. Check out Sports After Dark. Um, if you're looking to do something in Vegas that isn't, you know, whatever you want to do, you you don't want to go see your Vegas uh, Raiders game, go listen to Visit Vegas Places. If you're looking to gamble responsibly, go check out Nate's Daily Wager. If you're into wrestling, go check out the Wrestling Fan Insight. John puts out a fantastic show. And I think that's pretty much it. I think I got everybody. So thank you guys as always, and we'll see you next time. Peace.